Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the world's greatest podcast, That's The Way, The Cookie Crumbles. And we do have the biggest return of all time. No, CM Punk is not here. Stands back from the capital. Uh, yeah, you, you've been with Lizzie, haven't you, Stan? Yeah, yeah. Did uh, did some scouting last week and I'm back to uh, let you know everything I've learned. Cheers mm. a lot. Not a lot, but no. you have a nice weekend? Yes, very good. Very, very, very good. Very good. The weather nice for you? It was. It perked up and it went shit on the last day, so uh, we got quite lucky with that one. Mm, bit like Leicester. <laughs> there we go, yes, definitely. <laughs> well put. But we're not starting with Leicester, because they play tonight. More on that later. Yep. Mm. We'll start off, Jim, with your boys, Man City, ran riot at the Etihad. Familiar scoreline with these men for you, boys. 5-0. I believe yeah. it was the last time you played and you beat them 5-0 as well. Uh, yes, yeah, it was, yeah. Obviously, the one away with the Beatles finishing 3-2. What a game that was. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, no City really good. That's the, the perfect reaction, as Pep called it, which it was after cause after losing last weekend to Spurs. It's not only the the result that mattered, though, it's the performance. We need to see a bit more from the likes of Gabriel Jesus, who was man of the match. He was really good and... I think now Pep has officially declared him as a winger, said that Fran Torres' movement and eye for goal is a little bit better in the middle and Azuz often has his better games out wide when he has more space and less bodies around him and he was really good, um, so good in fact. Daniel Farker dragged his, his Greek left back off and put his 19-year-old on one on in the second half and he still got torn to shreds. So they just signed Brandon Williams, maybe he'll come in straight away after just that performance pretty much. But yeah, City were really good, um, and it was good to be there as well, because that was the first time I've been in a game for 18 months, probably longer. Yeah, good to be back at the Etihad for you, Jim. Stan, Jesus, obviously, like Jim said, then operating more as a wide man now. Pep looks to have transformed him over this 18 months, and do you reckon they can still push, obviously, all the way for the title with not a recognised number nine like they did last year? Uh. Well, you've got to say, yeah, I think City are always going to be up there with the squad that they've got, but um, I think they, they do need that number nine this season. I think, I mean, we will speak about Chelsea and, you know, Liverpool, they've won both of their games and, and look really comfortable and, like, they have a lot of firepower. So City not having that number nine and, you know, as good as it is that Jesus looks good on the wing, they could have really done with him looking good at, at striker more than anything with, the, you know, the wingers that they've got. But, you know, it, it is how it is. And, and, like you say, City won it last season without... Uh, without a striker but there were a lot of mitigating circumstances and you'd think this season will be a little bit more competitive and slightly different and teams can figure things out but um, yeah only good that you know Jesus is, is coming in and, and working well for him you can't you can't kick off at a play being on form so yeah doing really well but I think they, they, they want Kane whether it'll happen I mean there's only t- nine days left or something and Spurs would probably want a replacement so we'll see whether that happens but they'll be up there either way Jim, ask you, I'll ask you the same question. Obviously, it's one thing to absolutely slap Norwich without a recognised number nine, but do you reckon if City don't get Kane, then it does put them immediately on the back foot in the title race? Um, not so much on the back foot. I think it levels things out. I think if Kane comes to City, um, I'd be very surprised if somebody else win it for as good as, like Stan said, Chelsea and Liverpool do look. Um, City had Kane. City had in Kane and Grealish in the same window and not really losing anybody. It just seems a bit unfair. It seems a bit daft to have the two best creators in the league on stats wise. So in Kane, in sorry Grealish and De Bruyne, and then Kane who can create himself and he just won't miss. Will he? At C. He's, he's guaranteed goals. 
But yeah, to be fair, I, I actually I, I do agree with Stan. I think I think it's a bit of a toss up whether Pep can get the best out of the false nine and players playing in unfamiliar positions like Ferran Torres and Sterling maybe going up front, maybe even Grealish going up front because yeah, you can bat Norwich five 0 but how would that work away at Chelsea, away at United, away at Liverpool? Because you might not, get, we won't get as many chances, will we? And well, it's if you play midweek as well. Let's say you guys go and play, let's say a Juventus away on the Wednesday, and then you've yeah. got Man United away on the Saturday or the Sunday. Um, obviously, it put it in that regard, it does put you a little bit stretched thin. But you mentioned Ferran Torres. We'll speak about the new letter of the law. Do you think his goal should have stood earlier on in the match? Oh yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd, it didn't make any sense. Um, and it made less sense as the weekend got on when you've seen challenges in other games. Um, just like get let run play on because there was like no contact in it, even from the stand. You could see it wasn't a foul, and it was a great finish from him. <laughs> and hopefully, he can um, do that again next time when it it, it does count. Um, but yeah, just to the original point, I think City do lack a focal point sometimes, especially in the in the much tighter games. Nor- Norwich though was one of the worst sides I've seen at the Etihad probably since Fulham a few years ago before Parker Campbell who the manager was when he first came up um, about two it? years ago what was his name I can see his it was face. Parker wasn't it no was Norwich no no sorry did I say not Fulham sorry the Fulham manager oh it was, was, was it it Kennedy, yeah. It? yeah since since that was the worst team I've seen at the Etihad but then Norwich equally matched him they literally didn't pop a fire and they didn't do much. Of the, anything the same against Liverpool the week before so I know it's like the hardest start to return to the Premier League but they've shown no like glimpses I don't think mm. no it was a, I mean Liverpool and City is probably as hard as you can get but they don't look like they've learned Cook from the other year when they were in the Premier League maybe obviously it's kind of admirable but at the same time after a certain amount of time you've got to tweet your game and maybe become a little bit more pragmatic and they didn't do that under Farker when they came up a couple of seasons ago and, and you know, first two games it's not looking good for them. Obviously they can't defend, they play Gilmore in a single pivot at the Etihad, covering the defence on his own at nineteen, twenty years old. So do you think Norwich will change? Or do you think it'll be another season of, you know, this is how we play and we'll see you in two years when we get promoted again? I think for Norwich to not establish themselves as a Premier League club, but definitely do it for at least two to three seasons. They have to because it's almost being tactically naive at this point. If you you think I play this way and we we either win, lose, or draw playing this way, but regardless, we do play this way, and it seems very Maurizio Sarri esque of being very tactically stubborn, and they have to change otherwise they'll be back down in the Championship, then back in the Prem, back down again, but. They are just a yo-yo team, I think, Norwich. And unless they do, for example, like what Burnley do, they make themselves hard to beat first and foremost. And then anything above that's a bonus and it works for them. And it might be to their detriment this year, but Norwich can't continue in this vein. Otherwise, they'll be back in the Championship where they're evidently too good, but not good enough for the Prem. Yeah, I just think the miles off defensively. They look like a Championship side, like kind of like in the Carabao Cup fourth, fifth round, let's say you play in. It's kind of one of them games. Because like, they set up, like, they, they played a 4-5-1 or a 5-4-1 sometimes, like, when they was defending. Mm. But they're just not good enough. They conceded the same goal four times. You yeah, should, you it, got it, four it, shots was, on target. It you? was pretty pathetic, really. Like, literally, other than the Laporte goal, which came from a corner and it fell to him and he put it in, every single goal was City had put a ball either over the top or in behind the right back and the centre-back, and then we'd square it. Every single goal it was the same goal. 
and the left back was at fault for two of them, and then the other left back was at fault for the other two. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, that's just, it's just like poor defending. I mean, they just look miles off to me. It's funny you say that as well because I was listening to the post match of Daniel Farker and he said all week we've been working on that that cross field over the top pass. Well, that's just worrying. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, within can, however many minutes, I mean, it's out the window yeah, and the game's dead. Good yeah. teams can get battered by City, but. Not in that way. There's a yeah, way. It's a repetition, I mean? is it? It's, it's a not learning, and, and and you know, like you say, that doesn't bode well with, you know, our already two losses, and you know, they really need to learn. They need to learn quick, clear out. So it will be the uh, the usual fate for Norwich, and that's relegation. So cut. We'll go straight over to the Emirates, where Chelsea asserted their dominance over Arsenal, and Lukaku asserted his dominance over Arsenal centre back purring. Marion Holding, where Chelsea came out 2-0 winners with two first-half goals. It was a pretty comfortable afternoon, I'd say. I mean, tell me about the performance. For me, from start to finish, it was pretty pretty much domination for me, apart from the odd chance for Arsenal, but talk us through it. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal were... They were shit. Arsenal were shit. They didn't lend a fucking glove on us. And Chelsea were just in first gear, I would say. Genuinely in first gear. Lukaku gives gives us a brand new way of playing and that was evident literally like five minutes into the game bullying the defender I know it's not hard to bully Arsenal but they they won't be the last team he does that to this season and he was linking the play class especially with players he's only been training with for five days and Mountain Havertz looked like they've been playing with him for years I mean obviously the little runs running like into out where they want the ball outside inside that'll come obviously with time and you'll see that with Sancho and Grealish at City and United respectively but he looks like he's been playing for us for years. He led the line really well. He was dominant. He was, in his own words, he was dominant. And Arsenal, we were on about Norwich making the same mistakes. Arsenal did that right hand side. Yeah, Kieran yeah. Tierney was, yeah. he was away at sea without a paddle. Inside, and yeah, and Reese James was just ruthless, absolutely ruthless in that Great game. Finish, that goal. Some Great finish from James. And the thing is, like we said, it was constantly coming down that left hand side. And once they'd plugged it, so to speak, Reese James, they'd left Mount open. They'd left the hazards open. Lukaku was just bullying everyone. And I think him coming towards us, that made a massive statement. I think the big test will be next weekend away at Liverpool because I don't think Arsenal are good. I think they'll finish maybe even in the bottom half this season. I'm being serious. Mm. I think they might. Definitely look like men against boys to me. Um, I mean, like you say, it was a classic. Everybody says, oh, you can bully Arsenal, you can get at them. And if you want an example of that, then just rewatch yesterday's game and... That was it. I mean, Jim, they've, they've lost the first two games 2-0. Arteta's mentioned they've got nine players out. Are there any positives at all for Arsenal to take from these two games? Can they look forward with, with the nine players coming back? And, and can they turn this around? Because I think I saw a stat before where Arteta's now lost 20 of his first 80 league games, which just isn't... Of 60, it, Stan. Is it six, 20 of 60? Yeah. Yeah. So I saw I mean, that before, yeah. That's the only reason I know. I, I, I think, um, yeah, Arteta's definitely on borrowed time. Um Last season, I said, give him time, and he just hasn't really worked out for me. He hasn't found a way of playing um, his recruitment. I don't know if it's his recruitment or how much input he has, but it's been awful. Um, Spent the I, most. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, they haven't, they haven't, got, Europe, they haven't got better. They haven't got better at all. Like they could have. There's so many bargains out there this window. Ings. Um, because of the COVID market, and Arsenal obviously have the money to spend and. I don't think they spent it wisely, but that will we will see that. But anyway, back to your original question. Any positives? I would say Emil Smith Rowe is probably the only positive. Yeah. Um, Kieran Tierney showed glimpses, but yes, Smith Rowe is he's what what a player he is really. Yeah. And 
I think the attitude he has, especially in an Arsenal team that isn't really putting up a fight um, on the weekend against Chelsea, and he's still running and running and he's taking men on, he just has no one to pass to. Uh, yeah, I just think he's a brilliant player. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if he outgrows Arsenal. And even though there was kind of claims before the season, it was quite a big step to give him the number 10 role. But he, he does look like the star man in that team and he's so young. Yeah. Definitely, I mean, he stepped up there, Saka came back in, but the only moment I can think of for Arsenal, I mean, there was two, there was that Saka and James where they came together and it wasn't a penalty, you know, 50-50 really, and Rob Holding missed a sitter with his new air transplant and, and headed it wide, but it really, it seemed Chelsea, you know, had this game under control from, from start to finish and it was a really impressive performance from uh, from Chelsea and and. Yeah, Cook, they're going to be right up there. Cook had it right. It was they they was in first gear. Um, yeah. For as much as Arsenal might have passed the ball around, mm. Chelsea were just kind of laughing. It's like, well, like you're not doing anything. It's, I mean, when we get the ball, that's it. it it's kind of like Arsenal's defense or whoever's coaching Arsenal. The whether that is Arteta has never watched Lukaku play football. Like, yeah. like what is he good at? Why is yeah. Mari getting so tied to him behind him? Yeah, it, I agree. It's you know what I mean. Like everyone knows how Lukaku plays. Yeah. Well, it's a basic principle of football, obviously. Graham Sooners mentioned it yesterday. In Italy, the more students of the game, and he's gone away. Conte's literally said to him, listen, we're going to play a lot with your back to goal, and if you can't do it, you won't play. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. So he's worked on that. He looks great doing it. But the the last thing that you want to do is the first thing that he wants you to do is get, get close. Tight, if you get you. close, as soon as he can feel you, as soon he knows where he can go, he knows where the space is, and... He was doing that, he was popping it off first time, he was spinning him behind, he was turning him, he had him on toast, honestly. And there was one point, he sent Mari for a pack of cigs, he was that shit, and I look at that Arsenal defence oh. and I think, are you going to cle- keep many clean sheets? Because it is look fucking at awful. Team. Not only are you going to keep clean sheets, are you going to score? They haven't scored yet. Yeah. 2-0 at Brentford yeah. and 2-0 yesterday, and did they ever look like scoring at either in 180 minutes? I mean, I know Aubameyang's back and... Definitely they not didn't really game. need him to, to be on it, but the only times Arsenal had any joy for me, it seemed like it was when Chelsea let them. It didn't seem like they oh, ever yeah, had Chelsea, Chelsea. Yeah, definitely. And that, Trouble. Is, that as well, Stan, obviously you mentioned Aubameyang as well. They're putting a lot of hope on a guy you could argue say stays over the hill. And like, not only that, I mean, there's rumours that Aubameyang and Lacazette have fallen out with Arteta and are causing issues and that, so can you trust them to come in and hit the ground running because... You know, they really, really need him to, or else yeah. those, those back-to-back eighth finishes could be looking pretty good by the end of this season. I genuinely think they'll, they'll struggle to get top ten, and that's even without European football. I think the player profile they've identified is a good model, but if you look at, bringing it back to Chelsea, if you look at their model, look at that blend of youth and experience. Yeah. You you have a Reese James with a Thiago Silva, you have a, a Mount with a Lukaku, you have a... Havertz uh, with Alonso. Exactly, yeah. Experience. Uh, Jorginho with whoever... Nathaniel, uh, sorry, Tre- Trevor Chalobah, but Keane said that after the game yesterday, didn't he? he said depth as well for he us. You can bring in young if if your plan is well, I suppose the force plan because Arsenal can't attract the top players anymore is right. Well, we'll get the yeah. level or two below that and hope that in three years we have a team. But if you chuck them in, you know they need senior pros to to be able to look at in the in the tough moments and look at that eleven. Yeah, I think on certain players, there's only as well. Shaka there really. That's you know a, a proper international, you'd say. So yeah, yeah, Shaka really struggling, and probably Pepe. Yeah, probably Tierney, there too. Obviously, yeah. is in for Scotland, but they're not Pepe and Tierney must both be 23, 24, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm looking at so, that squad now and I'm thinking, look who they've like, for example, really overpaid on it's in these really past poor. in these past few windows. You look at Pepe, eighty million. Ben White, 50 million. Well, you looked at their 11 against Brentford and thought, 
what has happened? Have they improved though? Like no. that's the thing. Have they improved? This it, this is it. I don't, yeah, it, it's, it's it's also when you look at like you look at the two stars in that team, the ones who the fans will be like resting the season. It's Smith Rowe and Saka. Yeah. The, 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 but the way they've come through that club is is not like a healthy way of promoting you. It's no, not like a lot of we're a good side it. and we're going to put them in. Literally, they've just had to use Y'all them. Two star players. They, now, they, and then now somehow they're the best ones. It's like. They they found themselves in such a disaster that they've gone to the academy and gone. We have to like use you, and they've ended up being the best players. Yeah, it's not. They've kind of got lucky. Imagine if Emerson never came through. Yeah, did they be out? They'd be playing Willian and like, I thought no, I was behind the straight like yeah. that Balogun who played last week. I've never yeah, heard of. Yeah. yeah, he came on in this game as well. Didn't didn't do anything. But. Yeah, it, I think they'll definitely get better because they got a lot of players out. But he just showed the 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 levels. Um, below the title contenders and oh. they're, they're getting further and further back despite making a lot of signings and spending a lot of money which is the worrying part yeah and just last thing on this game before we move on if you look at like we said Arsenal have spent a lot of money but if you look at the two teams and a big factor yesterday was obviously everyone was talking a lot about Chelsea's depth if you look at that bench there uh, Kepper, £72 million goalkeeper Trevor Chalobah Ben Chilwell £50 million quid, Hudson Odoi uh, N'Golo Kante, Thiago Silva, Timo Werner, Hakim Ziyech, Kurt Zuma. Yeah. Like, some of them players ne- never even got on. and that, They'd have all started for Arsenal. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> well, and a few of them could me, have started for Chelsea and the performance yeah. wouldn't have dropped that much, would it? Exactly. Any, so. But you look at the players that came in, Alonso's, he does this, Alonso, where he'll come back fresh, have five games under He's his belt, play really. very well, and just be like, eventually will be the cup wing-back at some point. But Chelsea squad... That is probably the best squad I've ever seen us of, in terms of depth and yeah. player for player depth, who you can take out and put someone in equally as good, if yeah. not better. The depth is as good as it is now. You think? Yeah, hundred percent. You can say that. Look, 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 look at the bench. <laughs> like it's as good as look at City's bench on the weekend. Look at Chelsea's bench on the weekend. It's very similar. You've got a lot of like them fifty million, sixty million pound players in there. They can all start Your mate in a well. weeks. It's yeah, it's as good as City's. It is. I mean that that they that squad does make me think we will go very far for the title and United and City will be there or thereabouts as well. Liverpool I've got well. I've got no doubt about that. And Liverpool, bar any big injuries, if they yeah, don't sign a anyone, than, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they don't sign anyone, they could be in more trouble. But I do think it is a three horse race. I don't think it's a four horse race. I think it's between us here because Liverpool. I'd I'd be interested to see them when we're in all four competitions in the seasons. In full the, flow. the thing about club though, he kind of just fucks more, don't he? So yeah, if yeah. he fucks two of them off and he just plays Champions League, I'm yeah. really excited next week though because Van Dijk versus Lukaku. And Matip as well, he was brilliant against Burnley. Matip, Matip is a really good player as well. You One of the most underrated centre backs. Probably, if you could pick a centre back duo in the Prem best equipped to deal with Lukaku, you'd probably pick them too, mm. to be honest. And so. I wonder who figures out how to defend Lukaku first because well, obviously Dijk. you don't want to get close. Um, but you've got, you kind of got to stop that passing beforehand, so it might not even be down to the centre-back. No. True, and sticking with Liverpool, we're not actually going to talk about the the, the dirty scousers this week, but we'll talk about the other dirty scousers while we're, while we're in Liverpool. We'll go over to Everton. They drew two apiece, Rafa's side, Jim. You was very wax lyrical about them before, saying that Damari Gray had a good game. He did. He did. He might turn out to be one of the bargains of the summer. Was he free? No. Only like one point five million. Or something really, like that. Yeah, and yeah. that'll be a compensation payment, surely. Yeah, he looks really, looks look really good. Anyway, um, he looked kind of like he was in that, in that mode where he's like got something to prove. It obviously didn't quite work out for me at Leicester in half recent seasons in the Bundesliga, but he looked really good. He was getting crosses in first time and early, which I like to see wingers do. And 
there's not many better than Calvert Lewin to to do to provide that service for, and that's how Rafa looks like he's playing of Everton this year. He made 17 crosses last week, um, another umpteen this week. Good, really good performance and result away at Leeds. I would say with the first time with their fans, fans back, had a back Leeds to win that. And um, yeah, Rafa who came in under a lot of scrutiny by the Everton fans has, has got off to a decent start winning last weekend getting a good draw this weekend and Calvert-Lewin who now seems to be on penalty Stan um, you yeah. really like him I think yeah. I think we all like him he's he's one of the kind of the old school strikers and with, with him being put on penalties now I can see 20 legals can you? Yeah I mean he got was it 16-17 last season and, and, and a team that you know well, is Everton, so it's up and down at the best of times. But no, I really, really like Calvert-Lewin. Um, obviously, incredible in the air. And, and like you say, if he can add those penalties to his games, 16-17 last season, like I say, if he can add that three or four goals from the spot, then yeah, it'll be, it'll be hitting the 20s this season. And, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't put that past him. He's, he's, you know, a complete striker for me. Maybe he can get a little bit better, you know, playing with the ball at his feet, but that's probably just the style that Everton play, but in the air and, you know, with his back to goal and, and, and things like that, he's, he's, he's brilliant. And, yeah, uh, re- I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I tip Rafa Benitez to be sacked for um, for the first coach. I mean, Arteta's kind of pushed that away. Uh, but, yeah, you'd take four points at home to Southampton and away at Leeds, like you say, with the fans back. But I've heard that Everton probably should have won this game. So, might be kicking themselves a little bit, but yeah, like went, Cal- went ahead twice, didn't they? One nil and two one. From what I've seen got, pegged, on the got pegged back twice, and yeah, Calvert Lewin probably should have got more, but I'm sure he'll take two in two, and uh, yeah, he's on course to definitely hit twenty this season. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Everton go, whether the fans slowly do warm to Rafa or not, because it is quite a well. The best thing you can do as a new manager and to to bring it to personalize it and liken it to the Chelsea situation is obviously no one liked Lampard getting sacked so uh, so uh, Tuchel so a lot of people would have been public enemy number one but it is doable and the best way to do it Rafa is winning games and obviously it's easier said than done but that's the well, only way he's going to win them round that, that's when you'll slowly see it turn from Everton fans being fuming that he's coming and Liverpool fans being like laughing a little bit saying you've got a cop height as your manager and I'm not bothered because he's won X and Y for us that's because Liverpool are where they are and Everton are where they are. If Everton get into the Europa League spots this season and get to a cup final or something, Liverpool fans might start to think, hang on a minute, yeah. Everton are doing all right here and it's Benitez and that's when you'll start to see Liverpool fans and Everton fans' opinions start to switch. Yeah, Liverpool, um, they're not really are saying Liverpool fans bothered, are, no, because no. Everton are far off. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah. if it was a few years ago... Um, then when he was quite oh, yeah. close in fourth and a decade fifth, ago, yeah, this yeah, would have yeah. rattled yeah, yeah, yeah. Liverpool fans. And I think you're right, Cook. It's just results. I don't think Everton fans will ever properly love him. I don't know if you could, but you'll sway towards him yeah. and you'll st- you'll start backing him definitely. Um, and yeah. he's made a much better start than what I thought he would have done there because I think he just took a job with a lot of pressure. That's it. It'll affect Liverpool fans, Cook. If the lift, if he's lifting one of the uh, two domestic cups with blue ribbons on it, they'll be bothered then. So. Uh, but no, Everton, like I say, they're a top four, four points from six with those two fixtures, I think, and, and Calvert-Lewin's firing, so can't ask for a lot more, though. No, no, they can't. Obviously, unbeaten in two games. Another side that's unbeaten in two games, Stan, your boys, Manchester United. I mean, yeah. they could have very easily been beaten. 
Yeah, it's 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 one of those weird games that where we definitely could have been beaten, but we also definitely could have won as well. Um, so a bit of an odd game, I think, on the balance of things. You know how the two teams performed. We massively underperformed, and I thought Southampton did very well. You'd say the draw was, the draw was a fair result. I mean, if you looked at the stats, United had more shots, more chances created, sixty odd percent possession. Our XG was over two, and theirs was yeah zero point six two. Ours was two point one five. So if you didn't watch the game, you'd probably think United, you know, were a little bit hard done by. But um, we weren't. We really weren't. It, it just reminded me of a few games we played last season where the quality just wasn't on it. I know a lot of people like to blame coaches and managers because it's easier than blaming eleven players, but. Those players that we had on the pitch yesterday should have should have beaten a Southampton team who, for me, are going to be in the bottom five or six come the end of the season. So, I mean, quality of finishing, I mean, I can count four or five headers where we just headed it straight at the keeper or over. The Lindelof uh, Lindelof one. missed a header. Pogba had a shot which was blocked. Martial had a header. Cleared off the line. We hit the bar. Greenwood, second half, headed it over the bar. Pogba jinxed through and hit a shot just wide with his left foot. So... We had plenty of half chances, but I, I suppose from a Southampton point of view, you'd, you'd also say they did, but they probably just didn't manage to get the shot off, so it didn't register on the XG. But frustrating, um, but like I say, it's not the first time I've seen United performance like that. Um, I, I, th- I think it was pretty poor second half, to be fair. Um, yeah. Because I, I didn't actually watch the first half, I only got the second half really, and obviously the, all the chances kind of came then, didn't they? And, Think so, especially late on when you'd made it one all, and I thought, yeah. all right, they'll kick on it. United, and it never really happened. Um, no. If anything, after the Greenwood goal, um, Southampton probably had the better chance of the game. They went clean through, and I think they had another. We missed what, the one v one. I think Adam Armstrong didn't. Was, was it a good save by De Gea? Um, Again, yeah. So, so yeah, I think it was pretty poor second half, and I thought definitely Harston Pool's record after going in at the break, like leading, mm. like like he did last week. He's kind of not the best. No. For that, um, and to switch it to a United player who probably should have made the difference um, on the weekend, Cook. We spoke about Abemyang being over the hill, but is Tony Marshall over the hill now? Because he's been there a few years. Um, I thought he's probably great under Van Gaal and probably a bit mistreated the years after under Mourinho. But I don't know. He's mistreated under Jose. You don't say. He kind of <laughs> seems like. His time's up now, United. Yeah, I think his time's up. But has probably been up for about two seasons now. I don't know what Stan thinks. He obviously watches him a lot more than me. But whenever I've seen him, I've I've never. He's never made me stand up. You know what I mean? One of them players where he gets you off your ass off your seat and you think, oh, this guy's quality. But in spells, he's a very Gucci player. He he is. He's very tricky. He's very fast. And let's not get it twisted. He's a very precise finisher when he wants to be in that six yard, uh, in around the box. Sorry, and. I do like him, but the problem is he needs to play. He's at that age where he needs to play every week and he needs to be a big deal and he's not a big deal. And That first year he was at United, because of where they were at at the time, he felt like a big deal. He came in for a lot of money. He was very, he was very good. and Like you said, Mourinho obviously didn't fancy him. It seems a few managers haven't really fancied him, either as a nine or as a winger, but mm. I, think he needs to, I do think he needs to leave Old Trafford, but I don't think he's over the hill just because I don't think he's even got up the hill yet he's not even got going in his mm. career in my opinion yeah. I, I think I think the way I see it obviously I'll come to you now Stan um, is when he first got to United like Cook said he was full of talent and he was very exciting and then the years after when United were not so good maybe he was kind of that player and he was like we look on watching Martial play and as United have got better he kind of just like 
Staten. Now I know you say about game time, but I maybe I'd, outgrew him. May, maybe I don't know what comes down now. I don't think mm. he's good enough to start for United at the minute. No, no, he's definitely not. I mean, he, he <laughs> attempted three passes and made two in an hour of football. I saw you said so that. it's just. <laughs> It's not a good start, and yeah, maybe you're right. I think when we had Van Gaal, we were a very boring team, and you look to players like Martial to, um, you know, create a moment for you. And and you know, we've we've evolved into a team that does, you know, tend to make quite a lot of half chances. Like I said, with that that game yesterday, we probably had five or six that we could have scored on, on another day. And and Martial's. It's weird because obviously this season, only two games in last season, was just a, a complete write-off for him. I suppose you can let a player have a bad season, but the yeah. way this has started doesn't look Happens. good. But the season before, when obviously Lukaku left and, and Solskjaer made Martial his nine, Martial scored 23 goals in all competitions. He was our top scorer. And then, like I say, last season, I think that Spurs card sent his head west and he never really recovered from it. And he seems he's a very confidence player and he's also one of those players that unfortunately because of how he plays if he's not playing well fans won't give him any slack because you can have somebody like Cavani who might not score for four or five games but because he runs like a dog and you know he's going to work and try and help you can let him off a little bit because he's still trying to do something but like I say three passes attempted in an hour of football and he, he you know he only completed two of those it kind of shows how you know ineffective he was and how passive he was and, and as a striker you've got to be imposing yourself on the game look at Lukaku you know what I mean he scored within half an hour and we've already spoken about how well he imposes himself on the game but Martial's really struggling and, and Solskjaer does give chances but like Lingard and I know he came on but it gets to a point where he'll give you enough chances and then that that's completely it it happened with Ander Herrera it happened with players like Chris Smalling Phil Jones hasn't had a kick of the ball since he cocked up and was subbed off at half time against Sheffield I think De Gea is very lucky Henderson's injured because he'd be out is he still um, Covid or is he injured? yeah he's just started training but I think Greenwood went up front we equalised like Jim said and Greenwood went up front Sancho came on who again doesn't look fit to me and for five minutes we looked really fluid we had that Pogba chance Greenwood headed over and then obviously Southampton took the momentum then but we looked so much better when Greenwood went up front yeah and I guess that's why I'm kind of focusing on Martial now because and Cavani's it, coming back because well. this is the season now where it's kind of make or break for him if he's going to be in this United squad because you've got Rashford coming off last season his best ever goal scoring season mm. Greenwood's only getting better and he started this season on fire Cavani was really good towards the back end of last mm. season and now he's, he's here again Sancho's just signed. He's gonna. He's, he's yeah. surely gonna be a first team player. James is a body as well. I know he played but on opening day. I was. Yeah. I was gonna go to Dan James. Yeah. I. I think Dan James does more for United than Tony Marshall does at the minute because he, he, he works in the system. Marshall, you're kind of thinking, is he better on the wing? Is he better up front? He's probably better up front because we like to play fast wingers and it's kind of not his game. But there's better strikers than him now. Yeah. And there hasn't been that in the past years when Marshall has looked good. Yeah, he's been one of the star men. But I think. Um, Honestly, if Martial, uh, not Martial, if Rashford hadn't had his uh, operation, I think Martial would have been sold. I think we've only kept hold of him because, you know, Rashford's going to, we knew Cavani was coming back late. Sancho's obviously going to need bedding in and, and obviously Rashford's had his, his operation. So I think they just wanted to keep somebody around and give somebody a chance that might have done something. But yeah, we, we drew yesterday, very frustrating. Just the quality wasn't there and, you know, the crisper passing and the finishing and some of the defending wasn't even them creating. It was just us giving it to them in the middle of the pitch or in our own final third that Armstrong Chanchi spoke about was Maguire not realising he didn't have it enough time which isn't like him at all he's usually very comfortable on the ball and it got nicked off him and they were one on one so 
just not on it and, and you know thankfully it's only the second game of the season but you know United really need to, to win the game against Wolves next week and positives are you know Cavani's going to come back in Sancho's got more minutes Varane's going to come back in so uh, you know plenty to look forward to but yeah a very um, I've seen that game a lot of times in the last you know year or so so uh, yeah, and I guess we've got to give some credit to Southampton yeah because um, we're kind of worried about them they obviously towards the back end of last season the defensive record was really poor and then they go and like Bertrand go and then Vestergaard goes but a lot of people rated highly Ings has gone um, but for me Adam Armstrong and Che Adams like a really good work hard work in front two mm-hmm. and an ex Chelsea boy who's on loan Livermento oh no he, he's, he's there permanently he's yeah. there permanently yeah he ran his contract down on purpose oh. basically he was going to uh, five million yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, he, he basically got Chelsea's Academy Player of the Year. They wanted to sign him up to a five-year deal and loan him out to Saints to get Prem experience under his belt, whereas he's just said, no chance, I'm not signing a deal just because I can play at this level now. And credit to him, he's betting on himself, but also at the same time, I feel like he has looked at Reese James in front of him and gone, I think he's got that sewn up for the next 10 years, so I'll go out and play football, and if I do that well, then they'll buy me back because they do have a 25 million buyback clause. But yeah, he only left for about 1.5 million straight fee, rising to a maximum of five, which is an absolute steal, even if it's only going to be for two or three seasons well, for Saints yeah. this last but class. He could be one of them players that makes a difference because I fully expect Saints with that team to maybe be down there in the relegation scraps towards the end of the year. And he started brilliantly, and I think he was man of the match on Sunday. Yeah, um, he got it, yeah. He looks quick, he looks good on the ball, and. He's pushing. Car Walker Peters played left back, didn't he? He got subbed on at left back. That's so what. Yeah, so and Car Walker Peters to me is a good right back, and the fact that they brought him on and kept Livermento at his position and actually made Car Walker Peters move to left back, that kind of speaks volumes of how well he was playing. Oh yeah, um, he's made a yeah. good start to the season. Well, I said to you yeah. guys off mic, and I said that we'll put it into context with another ex Chelsea fullback in Tariq Lamptey, and I said to you, man, this guy's better than Lamptey. Lamptey's don't get me wrong, he's fantastic, and Chelsea have a buyback on him as well. You, like you said, like Tesco, you're not too far away. Every corner there's a Chelsea buyback. Yeah. But um, yeah, they've got one on him, and I think that he is better than Lamptey. Will be a lot better than Lamptey, and honestly, the sky's the limit for this kid. I can, I reckon he'll be back at Chelsea. I really do. I reckon he'll be back at us in like three years. But he's yeah. going to play a lot of football, and it's not going to do him any harm whatsoever playing every week for Saints in the Prem. I mean, even if they go down. He'll leave there. He won't and, that, be playing in the championship. and they're one of the better yeah. clubs to really leave a, a, a young talent there, aren't they? And yeah, Stan, yeah. you were saying that in the second half when they switched to like a, a five back kind of system and he played at the, on the wing back, they, they looked a bit better in it, and he yeah. did especially. Yeah, I thought he was comfortable in a four and a five, to be honest. But like I said, at half time, Hassan Hootel probably thought about his half time <laughs> leading record and, and he did switch to a back five. Uh, and Livermento got pushed out to right wing back, and he was did really well at relieving pressure for them. Looked very comfortable on the ball. Um, but I, I, Southampton fully deserved that draw yesterday. I mean, you know, game plan was spot on. Uh, like you, you've already mentioned with Adams and Armstrong, both absolutely full of energy, full of you know athleticism, and and they clocked that United are poor at playing out from the back, and uh, they were absolutely on to us. We couldn't get the ball through, and I mentioned before that United gave them chances, but in a way, it was Saints pressing that, that caused us to make mistakes and, and you know overturn the ball and create chances. Uh, I thought they were really good the last 10, 15 minutes of either half. They scored, obviously, at the end of the first half, and you know if that Armstrong shot goes an extra yard either side of De Gea, then they win the game and they, they score. 
both the goals when they were on top. So uh, I do still think they'll be bottom five or six. But in terms of how they played yesterday, they were fully deserved of that of that draw. And uh, yeah. yeah, really impressed with Livermore especially. I think if they can keep them two fit up front. The, I think they'll probably will just stay up but if yeah. one of them goes down they're in real trouble I yeah, think you're um, talking Nathan Redmond or somebody going yeah, up front after that the, the pressing's really good and like I say the, the athleticism especially Armstrong oh, yeah. he's only a, it's only a little lad really I mean it's only a wee lad you, you can see him He's. I, I'm going to ask you a question now Cook I'll put you on the spot a bit Okay. who's going to be the centre back that loses the header to him and he scores from because I think he's like 5-6 isn't he or something like that. Yeah, but um, I think there was there was only one or two strikers in the championship who had better aerial duels than him. So, <laughs> but that's and what that's I'm saying. A very tough league. I mean, it won't be Lindelof. There's going to unless it's at Old Trafford. But <laughs> if you'd have asked me this a week ago, I might have said Lindelof. There's going to be a centre back who's going to get a bit lost at because you know, so, who's, who's be? a centre back and why is it Pablo Mari? Nah, you know what? It's, it's the man next to him. It's Ben White. <laughs> that's gonna ben White will be on his nine minute holiday, just taking his goggles off and be like, oh shit. Adam Armstrong's there, Luke rising like a salmon. Three one states. Welcome back, listeners. I know last week we let you down. Well, I say we let you down. Palace and Brentford let you down for being dossers just because they couldn't score. The only thing to let us down on the better the week last week, but we've got an absolute guaranteed winner this week. So we're going to start with Man City versus Arsenal at the Etihad. We've gone City to win to nil because let's be honest, Arsenal aren't scoring. Then we go, we're going north. We're going to the northeast. Newcastle versus Southampton. I've gone for both teams to score in that one. Then we go to the Midlands. Aston Villa versus Brentford. I've gone for a Villa win. And then in the 5:30 at Anfield, I've gone for both teams to score. Chelsea versus Liverpool, no draw. So that's both teams to score with either Chelsea or Liverpool to win. So just to recap: Man City to nil at home to Arsenal. Newcastle, Southampton, both teams to score. Aston Villa versus Brentford, just gone Villa win. And then both teams to score. Match result: either Liverpool or Chelsea at Anfield and that is roughly about 16 and a half to one and lads what can the punters do with the information I've just presented to them show it up your records hello and welcome back and we're going to play everybody's favourite game created by Jim and that is of course not Warwick Davis not Warwick Davis no Jim (laughs) same point well, allegedly, but no, but we'll we'll go straight into it. We've already <laughs> spoken about him so far. Oh yeah, Romelu Lukaku <gasps> made his second debut for Chelsea this yeah, weekend. Bro. So the, apologies, Jim. This is this is a Chelsea team. Well, if but you he, lose, that's embarrassing. He made his first debut for Chelsea ten years ago in the League Cup against Fulham. season this was his first start he made his debut against I think it was Norwich but he was a sub so I'll go off his start well, Matt's debut that stuff 3-1 the Norwich one there we go you want to give me ideas so obviously Lukaku's already done so there's 10 other players 5 each please and then I'll pick a, a tiebreaker when you uh, when you both get 5 because I'm, I'm manifesting positivity for you both so. to first we'll let Jim go first yeah. because he's not Do, a Chelsea fan can I know there he is not anymore anyway not anymore, not well, anymore. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. can I know what round it was in the league cup or not yeah give him that uh, I don't know I'll off by heart but I'll find out because this could be serious dossers Chelsea Fulham who did he play Fulham Fulham oh, it could be dossers it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a derby it's a massive game they wouldn't, oh, ro- they the wouldn't, ro- they wouldn't rotate for that no, surely they want to win alright I won't waste your time no chance Ramirez it was Okay. Uh, 
26th of December 2011, so probably one of the earlier rounds, because it finishes in about March. Ramirez. Um, he says, Ramirez, survey says... Shane <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start with John Obi Mikel. Survey says... Uh-uh. Really? Okay. This so you both you both got one life left. This could be an interesting. Right, if you right, both get your next two wrong, I'll I'll give you one until somebody fucking gets one and then the other. All right, I will go. You know all of these players. There's only one that's a bit iffy that you might have. Yeah, I know. About. I know Ivanovic. Oh fucking hell no! Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can scruff it. Here. I can scruff it on a technicality. Yeah. No, we'll keep going because it's gonna. It's yeah, gonna obviously, work. we'll sort this out. A league cup, fucking hell. Uh, what year was it again? Sorry, um, it was 11 12. You said 11 12, yeah. Let me right, it's the year we won the Champions on, League. Let, so, let me, uh, I need to picture the kit. I went on the it's League blown, 11 there. The one I've got is a proper one. You uh, know what, Stan? I'm gonna go. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, who am I gonna go? Just fucking wait. Oh, Here we go. I found it. Just have a, just have a little thing. Just, just have a stab cut. You gotta free, you gotta free it. You gotta free it. You know no, what I mean? know. I'm gonna go Maluda. <gasps> Ding! Flora Maluda is in. We'll keep going though. Yeah, keep going, keep going. I'm intrigued. Keep quick. going. Let's keep going. Let's see how many I can get wrong. That is interesting. No, how many? I want to see how many you get. All right. Oscar. No. <laughs> you know what, Jim? <laughs> you know what, you know what, you know what Jim? Time. He came the year after. Yeah, he sounded that summer, didn't he? Weeks even the champion that's silly for me. You gotta me. think, you gotta think. I'm gonna go Stan, me. the amazing Raul, Raul Morales. No. Really? <laughs> Fuck's sake, we must have been playing oh then again, why would we rotate for this game? Kale. I can't find the team that I found, so no uh, fuck knows. I'm just gonna go off the eleven I've got. I can't find the eleven. I think I keep finding the league game. No, oh, hold on, hold on, hold David on. David Louise? Yeah, that's better. David Louise is my guest, Stan. Yes. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> There we go, David Louise. Sorry, listeners, we don't really know where we are because we've got so many wrong. I'll give you one each. <laughs> You've got Maluda and David Louise. Pet a check. Pet I'm a going check. again. Pet Pet a check. Check. He got subbed off, though, Cook, for who? And he went to a penalty shootout list. Oh, no. It might. Who would this have been? Who's Gomez? Do you have to Chelsea? No, no, you're about. Played at Spurs. Do you have to Chelsea as well? No. did, but it weren't. It's not him. I want to say Ross Turnbull. It was Ross Turnbull. You know what? Fuck me, I'm good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, we'll keep going. Jim's right. going to try and find right. this team. Okay, okay. Do it together then, do it together. No, so right, the, team, right. the team that started. Hang on, I need to get this. El Nino, so you've got Torres, Torres. 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 You've got Czech, David Luiz, Maluda. Torres. And no. No? No. Uh, the Drog. No. Anelka. No. What the fuck, Kalu? Yes. So how many, how many do we have left? You've Lowe's. got right back, centre back, left back. Right, right, right back. wing and two centre backs. Right back, Bossingwa. No, fuck me. And no Ivanovic either. This is some dodgy team, this. They were, they were the two right backs knocking about at that point. That's oh, right. no, it was Basingwa. Sorry, yeah, you're right, yeah. Lampard. Super fan would have, was in no, that squad. No, Lampard didn't start. He was in that squad. Uh, Sturridge. Yes. Bet you forgot he played, didn't you, Jim? There no, so I just, many players. Champs League medal. Centre back, left back, and two centre mids. Centre back. We've had Louise. Yeah. We've You've not, already mentioned him no in like the last hour. Oh, I thought yeah. He sent a picture and a gif in the chat. Oh, Alex! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How random. Left back. Left back. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been Bertrand? I don't think it was. Was it? It was Bertrand. I'm trying to think. 
Who would have been the understudy to Cashley Cole? Don't, Two don't. centre mids, I think. One of them played against United on Saturday, Sunday, whenever we played them. Romeo. Oreo Romeo. Respect. Good and play. the other one? The other one would have been. Big potential on FIFA. Josh McEachern. Yes. Yeah. Josh McEachern. So as soon as you said that, I was like, yep. Yeah. Chet Basinger, Alex, David Luiz, Bertrand. Sturridge, McEachern, Romeo, Maluda, Lukaku, Kalou. Jesus Christ. And you went through on penalties with 10 men. I'm not, I'm not so surprised. There we, there we go. I'm not surprised they went through on penalties. I wouldn't like to see the Fulham team then. That's what I will well, say. I can't find the teams, right? So I'll tell you the Fulham <laughs> team. Yeah. I just made that 11 up. I don't know where I found it. But there we go. That's 11 a bull finish and they completed it together after however many guesses. Together. So, and then we'll just sign off and do the socials. What's this game? Yeah. Oh, you game? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. It's just pre- it's just prediction of West Ham. Right, you, but you, we'll keep t- keep yeah. tallies. You go. The you, teams you run with it, no. bro. So are we gonna switch every week? What do you mean? Are you gonna ask this week? Or are we all gonna yeah, predict? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll just predict. Yeah, oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, well, you go for it. Right, so listeners, obviously, our day of recording is a Monday, and tonight is the first instalment of the famous Monday Night Football. I'm sure, you'll all be tuning into Carrot and Neville's quips. Later. Um, so we started a new segment on the pod. Um, we obviously had the Champions League predictor last season, which went down so well with Stanley in the hot sauce. <laughs> and we're going to do a similar kind of thing, but throughout the season. So every time there's a Monday night football game on, and we're recording on Mondays, tonight is West Ham versus Leicester. We'll do a little prediction. We'll do scoreline and first goal scorer. And there's, uh, let's say, points for each. Three points for each, and a point if you get the right team winning. Yeah, okay. does that make sense? So if I guess... All right result if you go yeah, for a draw. So, yeah. yeah, so say if I say nil-nil, and it's 1-1, one, one, I'll get a point. So it's West Ham Leicester. Stan, do you want to start us off? We'll be on scoreline yes. and first goal scorer. Scoreline and first goal scorer. Yeah. West Ham are at home, aren't they? It's at, it's at um, the London Stadium. Yeah, and in the event of an on-goal, we'll go with a second goal scorer. Okay, nice. Thank that, you, thank you, bookmakers. That's okay. All right, Um... One one, and the first goal will be <sighs> Saeed Ben Rama. Wow! So there we go, Ben Rama. One one. Cook, okay. your your prediction, please. Okay, I'm gonna go uh, with Stan on score draw. However, I'm gonna go for two apiece. <gasps> Desmond, two two. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna go two apiece, and I'm gonna go for. Jamie Vardy to get oh. the first goal for the Foxes. Nice. So two apiece. Nice. So we've gone for two draws, Jim. Well, I won't sit on the fence. Oh. And I'll go with West Ham win. Oh. The fans back in at the London Stadium. You know it. Two on. My man Antonio. Oh. Okay. He's got that number nine now. He has. You so know it. Number nine on his back and ice in his veins. Mikel Antonio! So Jim's gone for 2 1, I've gone for 1 1, you've gone for 2 2, so we've gone for both teams to score, so maybe think about backing that, although it'll be after by the time you fucking hear this. <laughs> yes, yo, you might have a gambling problem. So, listeners, if you want more of the Cookie Pod Boys, we are available on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Just search in TTWTC Podcast. And we will come up there. Yeah, keep checking YouTube. Hit the bell notification so you don't miss an upload on there. It is mainly done in a smaller form now. So 
in clip formats, around five to ten minute clips of the pod, if you don't have time to listen to the whole thing on the audio. But if you don't have Spotify, iTunes, or Google Podcasts, you can get us at our Anchor FM, which is our host platform. And yeah, on our socials, at CookiePodcast1 for Twitter and Instagram, if you want more of the Cookie Pod Boys. So, it's been episode 114, lads. That's the way the cookie crumbles. See you.